Welcome to Apple Soho in New York. Please welcome this evening's moderator, Entertainment Weekly senior writer, Sarah Vokomerson. Thanks so much for coming out. I'm so excited to be here. It's Wonder Woman. It's very exciting. Um, I want to refresh everyone's memory, even though I'm sure you're all up to date on your Wonder Woman viewing. Let's refresh with the trailer before we bring everybody out. I mean, what about your father? I had no father. I was brought to life by Zeus. Well, that's neat. Steve Travers, secretary. What is a secretary? I go where he tells me to go, and I do what he tells me to do. Yeah, well, where I'm from, that's called slavery. I really like her. Fantastic. Oh, Ladies, up for you. I do. I like her. So Wonder Woman's going to be available on iTunes on August 29th. Um, and we're so lucky, because we have director Patty Jenkins here. We also have two of the stars of the film, Connie Nielsen and Lucy Davis.
<laughs> Thanks so much for being here. And we have here in the front row a nice Wonder, Little Wonder Woman, Woman right here. Wonder Woman. You look so great. Look, great. look at that. That's yep. so cool. Um, I, Patty, you and I had spoken before the movie even came out. And now I started to write down all the records that Wonder Woman has now broken. And then I gave up because there's just too many at this point. It's now the biggest, grossing, highest, everything superhero origin story ever, basically, right? Crazy. So crazy. So crazy. So grateful. So many records. And when did you start to know, were you nervous at any point before it came out? Because there was not only a lot riding on people have been waiting for this story, this origin story of Diana, of Wonder Woman, but also the pressure of, of being a woman director in Hollywood. How much of that was weighing on your mind before this all came out? You know, what's interesting is that I, I was obviously aware that it was a unique situation and the pressure of making Wonder Woman and all those things. But I really managed to not think about it almost at all right up until we were finished with the movie. And then I do have to say, like, uh, it, it was serious. Like, when I finished the movie, all of a sudden I was like, oh, man, this could go wrong in so many ways. And, what a, and, and I also, I, I have to admit, I sort of assumed that because anytime you're doing a character that is, belongs to so many, I assumed that it would be a mixed bag no matter what, and I was like, I don't know, this is the best we could do, you know? What, what I was not ready for was what a, you know, what an incredibly positive reception for the most part we've gotten, and that felt like such an incredible revelation. I didn't think that it would go like that. And, and thank God, you know, yes, for the woman, women, for the other women directors, for what it stood for, for girls I was very aware of. I was like, because I wanted to make a movie for adults and I knew that it was going to be PG-13, but also I was like, little girls are going to want to go see this. And, you know, so, no, like, it, there, were so, it was very, there was a lot of responsibility across the board and it definitely gave me pause. So did, at what point did you start thinking, oh boy, yeah, we got this? Did you, did you sneak into any like crowded theaters? Did you get I tried, to, did <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did. Uh, it, was, it was, we had the test screenings early on and it started there a little bit, but then when the reviews came out, that was a big deal because I, of course, we were like, whoa, they're, they're talking about what we made, you know? Like, you never know if, who's gonna see the movie, you know? Like, you, you know what we were trying to do, but I, you never know if they're going to see that. And so when people started reflecting back, even like the big things we wanted to talk about, love, new kind of hero, different way, like, the, they're talking about that, not just, oh, episode, blah, 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 why didn't they use the, this weapon? They were talking about really the core of what we all wanted to, to talk about, and that was really moving. And then, um, and then, yeah, I mean, I think it was the, the second weekend. The way that people acted the second weekend was like, wow, thank you, you know? The fact that people were really coming to it the way that they were and supporting it the way that they were really was, was stunning. I mean, I remember looking at articles of um, grade school teachers talking about the conversations in schools the day after, the weekend after people had seen the movie, and it, the idea that it's actually changing the way little girls are growing up is, is very, very powerful. Yeah, that's incredible. That's incredible, particularly. And little boys. And little boys. Yeah. Yes. It, totally incredible because I was that kid, yeah. and, and, and Superman had that effect on me. Right. And so to know, to, to, I could, to, to know that that playground play is happening influenced by our movie and the performances these incredible actresses gave is like stunning, yeah. stunning. 
So Connie and Lucy, how about you? When did you did you guys get to sneak in and see with any audiences or did you? I, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I went about twelve days early <laughs> so I could get in there first, um, and then I um, I don't look very much like Etta, so I thought it was right. and then I waited until everyone had gone and then I left but I did want to just see it because I was so excited to hear every all the response that um, was happening and I just sort of wanted to be part of it and I thought oh well you'll have to <laughs> think I'm an idiot but I'm going <laughs> yeah I, I saw it uh, at the premiere and I rarely ever see my own movies and really this is one of the only ones I've ever seen and I was so lucky that uh, both my uh, my oldest and my youngest son could attend and when I felt my nine-year-old son and his friend and I saw them both looking at each other sort of when they saw some of her first uh, some of the first real battle scenes and they went like this <laughs> and I was like yes <laughs> it works <laughs> That's exactly what you want I think um, we have a couple of Twitter questions and um, Patty this first one is for you and we're speaking of this is from at uh, R41, uh, who says, congratulations on directing the biggest movie of the summer. What motivates you to be successful? You know, the, all, there's all, of course there's all the normal stuff that motivates everybody, but for quite some time in my career, since I was lucky enough to have the experience that I had making Monster, I feel like I really realized that you can do multiple things at once. And that inspired me to continue trying to do that. So like to both, to make something that's successful and pay back the people who put the money into it, but also like learn something yourself and explore something yourself and share something, trying to do something beautiful with other people is like the name of the game to me and all I'm interested in doing. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that first and foremost and that may or may not always be seen as successful but that's successful to me and you know, and, and this is this incredible, incredibly beautiful thing where it happens to be a tentpole property where you can also do something that you really believe in and like reach so many people and have a discussion about, you know, wanting to be better people and wanting to be a better hero. And like, that's, that's the best. Yeah, that is the best. Um, do you guys want to see a clip from the movie? I think we should see another one. Yes. Harder. You're stronger than this, Diana. Again. Never let your guard down. You expect a battle to be fair! A battle will never be fair! So fun. So what I love about origin stories like this one is the world building. And Thermoscara is such a great example. I mean, you got to really sort of design how you wanted us to look all the fighting. Connie, I need to talk to you about your training for some of these things. But first, Patty, what was your idea when you wanted to sort of tell this story about the early days of Diana, how you wanted it to look this way, appear this way? 
So, so there are a couple things. How I, how we wanted it to look, I felt like all, of all the Wonder Woman comics that I'd read, um, Themyscira is an idealistic place. It's a place that you want, that feels like it's on Earth, but you want to go there. You've never seen anything like it. So that was like the bar. I was like, look, it's not the 40s anymore. And in the 40s, nobody had been to Athens. Well, some, somebody had been, obviously. But it wasn't like we all traveled the way that we travel nowadays. So I was like... Exotic is not what it used to be, A. And B, I don't personally feel like these women would use those columns. So I, I can only follow my own uh, f looking for a feeling of like, oh, in this day and age, what would be the equivalent of that? And I felt like it needed to be a place where they were living on this hillside and, and in nature in a way that was different, not, not lesser. It's not less evolved. They've just made different choices about how they do things. And then the second struggle was really where I got so lucky with people like Connie who like came and, and it was about finding like a real history and a culture with unbelievable complexity. So it comes down to the actresses that we cast to, to carry this complexity and that they're all gonna be different and they're all going to have very different points of view about everything. And so, um, and then the queen being so complex because she's a former badass, war, you know, most fearsome warrior who doesn't want to be that, doesn't want that for her daughter, but knows so much more than she can tell her daughter. There's a lot going on. So it was like finding, really finding the right people to do it with and to build this world with that much, that many layers that made it real. So Connie, yeah, tell me a little bit about what interested you in doing this and what you did to prepare to play this part. I read that you, you read a book about yeah. Women? Well, first of all, it was meeting Patty. Um, Patty and I started a conversation at around one o'clock for lunch, and I think we left just shortly before dinner. <laughs> and it was just one of those conversations that didn't want to stop. And and it's because, and I really think that this is so much a big part of it. And I don't think that Patty, she's too humble to say, but the kinds of decisions and the kind of instinct that she constantly puts uh, up there on really trusting her gut feeling and also trusting in her own gender. Like she trusts women and you can tell. So when you can start working with her, you feel really comfortable uh, bringing up really weird ideas because you know, you first of all, she knows she, you know that her instinct would take away the ones that are a little too crazy. Uh, but you also know she'll have enough sense of humor to maybe entertain some of the crazy ones, you know? <laughs> Here, yeah. an example of one of the crazy ideas. Well, the, the example was, for example, you know, the f we were, we're paying a uh, Amazons, you know, and, and so there was a lot of different things that they put on, uh, you know, that they used. And I used a lot of the information from a book called Amazons um, by a Stanford-based uh, uh, anthropologist, uh, somebody who basically wrote, well, actually, Amazons were real. They really existed. This is how they lived. And so I would bring into like the, the, the costume, I'd bring in, hey, you know what? I'd really like to have like this, uh, this, this eagle. I'd really like to have this, uh, this fur. You know, we come from being hunters. Can we get some of that hunting stuff in there? And then she, you know, we'd, we'd present it to her and she, She'd just be, yes, and then she'd be very particular. Like, I like this, I don't like that. And it, that's, to me, that's somebody who is a great director. It's somebody who can make decisions within a framework and still keep it free. 
she she was particular and all inclusive at the same time. So you ha you had specific ideas. I'll talk about it like she's not here. Um, uh, she had specific <laughs> ideas, um, but at the same time, always asked, always asked, and always asked. She came up with the ginger wig. Really? Yeah, <laughs> which you loved. I loved it. <laughs> I dislike this now. <laughs> so where actually was was what we just saw shot? Italy. Italy. Very beautiful. Yeah, and it's actually, on, it is, ultimately, it's an amalgam a lot of a lot of different places, because we sort of got plates of mountains, you know, there are many things mixed in there, but we shot all of it in Italy, which was some of the best times of our life. Yes. My son is here, and it's still, to this day, he's like, can we go back yeah. to those days, my, my great son, Asa? You best actually have to ever. imagine... 50 Amazons and all their kids. All their kids, all their... And all our kids playing on this playground together and yeah, summer dance camp party ever. and all of the fun we had. Yeah. What about the physicality, um, you know, in this part, in the training? And Connie, how much did you have to actually uh, do? You know, that was one of the things I have to say I actually almost enjoyed the most about the process of preparing for it. I mean, in learning about the Amazons and bringing that into the character and then at the same time, doing two hours of weight training, then two hours followed by two hours of sword training, and then two hours of writing every day. It was so much fun, and I have never eaten that much in my entire life. <laughs> and I do love eating, so <laughs> I appreciated the excuse. <laughs> Lucy, are you happy or jealous that you were not part of this uh, training? Etta had to do a lot of training. Uh, <laughs> hours more than Gal. Um, <laughs> I think Etta should train with the Amazons. Show her how it's done. <laughs> no, I was not jealous. <laughs> and of course, you know, we're missing Gal Gadot, who's not here. But I mean, she, all of you guys were really in, like, incredible shape and really doing a lot of these very complicated choreographed moves yeah. themselves, right? Yeah, I mean, it was, it, was, it was one of the hardest things we did on the whole movie, for sure, was making Themyscira and finding this Amazon army because it was really important to me and to a lot of us to get, to, to find real athletes right. to, to, for, to do these different things because we needed to represent a lot of different kinds of strength. So then you're finding, you know, the greatest boxer, Ann Wolf, but now you have to train her on a horse. And then you're finding the greatest horse rider and you've got to train them with a sword. It was like, it was, it was so complicated because everybody could only do what they could do and yet you're trying to unify them. But I, I ultimately, I love the various shades that it ended up representing of like, people are, are better at different things and worse than others. And you kind of see like, oh, that's the person you want to do the bow and arrow. And that's the long jumper. And that's, which then ended up making it really feel like a real world where really we were just looking for a little of everything, but it ended up giving, like actually having strengths and weaknesses all over the place in a, in a way that felt real. Right. And, and adding again, this is the type of woman also again that Patty is because it was so body inclusive. It was inclusive of so many body types. It wasn't just like your long, skinny girls. It was like all kinds of body types, and I really loved that. Thank you. Uh, well, yeah, that just and that's just the beautiful women. I mean, that's just what everybody brought to it. Like it was, yeah. Thank you all for supporting that, though. It's great. Um, and Connie, we have a question to you from Twitter here uh, from at Abby Griffin. And she wants to know how you would describe Hippolyta in three words. 
mother, strong, uh, wise. The mother-daughter relationship in this movie is very important. She has a lot of maternal figures on that island. Um, it, the motherhood is very crucial to Hippolyta. She, she represents all of the things that motherhood is about. It's both being protective, but also sometimes overbearing. You know, I think most mothers can you know, admit to that. <laughs> and, um, and so I, but to, to, to really represent that the depth of that love, which is cosmic, that mother love that's really cosmic. And then, and, but, but then also at the same time, be strong. You know, because those, that strength also t is, a, is a code. It's a, and, and, and what I love about Patty's vision for Themyscira is also that these are uh, living a, according to a code, a code of honor, a code of conduct. Um, wa be wise, learn, go study. It's not enough to, to be uh, strong and athletic. No, you have to have the wisdom of the world inside of you. And then you see Wonder Woman use that talent that, that code throughout her, her life. And I think that's what people respond to. I, I, I did a film called Gladiator and it was the code of, of honor and that, that every one of us was living according to in that film that I think people really thirst after and respond to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we should look at another clip, yeah? Oh. Yep, that's not gonna work. P please put the sword down, Diana. Diana. Let me try it by myself. After you, sir. <laughs> Etta. Like why don't I meet you back at the office and meanwhile I'll take this for safekeeping? Oh no, I don't think so. You gotta put the sword down, Diana, please. It doesn't go with the outfit. At all. Put the sword down, first of all. <gasps> Promise me you will protect it with your life. <laughs> yes. No. You can trust her. Just hand that over. Shield. Just hand the shield oh, to there her. There we go. Whoa. You got it. Thanks, Edda. This is easy. That was a really fun day. <laughs> I'm amazed we got footage because I was laughing a lot. <laughs> and, um, and it was also that in rehearsal we had um, lightweight sword and shield. We did not for my first take, which that was. I mean, I almost went under with the weight of it. I don't know how Gal carried it. <laughs> it was heavier than God. <laughs> was. Um, I didn't even ask a question. No, it's just, as you could see, as soon as the clip started to roll, people started to laugh. I mean, part of what's so wonderful about this movie is, you know, it has these very intense scenes and incredible action, but then there's these moments that are so funny, and these guys are all, you guys are all so funny together on screen. Um, tell me how you found Lucy for this part. Oh my God, it was so funny because it was, it's interesting because it was such a long road of like, I just knew that the right Etta was gonna arrive. And I met so many wonderful, really funny women, but I just knew, and then all of a sudden, I can't remember how Lucy came up, and it was like, oh, she's so beautiful, can we do this to Lucy? Transformer, but then from our first conversation, ba-boom, 
it was like from our first conversation, I was like sold. I just knew she's one of the funniest actresses I ha people have ever met in my life. And, and so, I mean, like so funny, I'll never forget doing ADR with her at the end of the thing where we have her come in. We have her come in and just to do sounds and her sounds were hilarious. Like we were all, she was like, oh, oh. And we're all just laughing. I'm like, it's ADR, this is not appropriate. How is she all so funny? All my ADRs were just grunts. Yeah, but the I funniest grunts I've ever heard in my life. And so it was like, she and she and Chris, and Gal together, like this is a classic thing. We were laughing so hard. Th this is one of the only times in the movie I was like, you guys, we gotta get it together. Because <laughs> it was just falling apart. But even this, we ended up keeping all the original sound because I couldn't get enough of you guys were like overlapping. Everybody's like, I don't understand what they're saying. I was like, I know, but we're, we have to keep it. It's so funny, just the rhythm and the timing. But anyway, so she just lent herself to this incredibly funny character and brought her to life. And like even our conversations were so great about like how forthright and how like how in that period of time you can't be that forthright. So it's all kind of undercover like controlling things and just really. But yet is a really successful woman in that era who could show kind of pave the way of like, hey, I'm making it happen over here, you know and creating context all the time because you never forget to create that context. You know, again, it was like, what was it like for women during that time, you yeah. know? Right. Yeah. All right, now I want to hear the story of the ginger wig. <laughs> um, oh, uh, so I came to um, London for one night from Los Angeles to do a costume fitting. Um, and I went, I went in to have a makeup fitting with all sorts of things ready to say, like, this is my best side. And then <laughs> she went, Patty has an idea uh, to put you in a ginger wig. And there was a, just a brief pause. And I went, That's an amazing idea. And, um, and then they actually created the wig, so I couldn't go back. It wasn't like, here's one we've got spare. It was, here's one we made. And, um, uh, but I will say, I love how I look in there. I'm like, you, I, I couldn't look so different. I felt really free playing Etta. Um, uh, all sort of vanity went out the window and it was just fun. And it made my real, myself realize that if I do that more, <laughs> let vanity go, <laughs> things will be better. I'll, wait, I'll never forget. Remember there was some cute guy and you were talking about it and you were like, he's really, and then <laughs> you were sort of like, Patty, look at me, look at me right now. <laughs> And I was like, what? We should, we should talk to him. And she was like, look at me right now. Not on this movie. Not on I did. I, it was not so going to happen. He was a stunt guy, A. And then just lovely. And Patty went, go up to him. And I said, um, in a ginger wig. But I looked over there and I took a sneaky photo of him, which I got told off for. <laughs> I mean, I know you guys are all very talented actors, but it's very clear to me that the chemistry between you and Chris and Gal is very, like, you can, it does not surprise me that you guys were all laughing very hard. Is that something that happened right away? I mean, I know, Patty, we've talked about when you were testing Chris and Gal together that it was sort of an instant. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, the strangest thing about this movie, and it's what you always hope for, and, and it's why you're picky about casting, the, is because you're looking for like a level of depth which is aided incredibly by that real person's 
you know, bringing so much to it. And I feel like ever, I feel like everybody was perfect for their role, and like the dynamics that were happening on screen were were real. And that was what was elevating it up even more was that like, you know. Chris and Gal both think each other are great and they and they make each other laugh and th and like it was one of those things too where like after you'd say cut like they would be like wow that was did you guys see that was her best performance i think that was really like but that was happening constantly with like everybody was really helping each other out and like but making each other laugh thought each other was great they think lucy's the greatest the love between gal and connie was real and and complex and T triggering into the parental thing it was real and like it was wonderful all of that yeah. we should tell the story about chris during the throne throne scene uh, which one there's <laughs> many <laughs> <laughs> so you know you remember in the film uh, chris gets hauled from the beach inside into the our our, our throne room And you know, we, you know, my sister has just died. Everybody is looking at him with hatred. He's brought death and destruction to the island. And you know, he, he, he is very good at ad-libbing. And so he's being made to kneel and he's tied in a lasso. And uh, he's, he has the first line uh, after we ask, what is your mission? And I repeat it several times. And he's like, is there a guy around here? Like, is there like a king? <laughs> And so we all just started laughing because, <laughs> because of course that wasn't. <laughs> He's very funny. Very, very funny. Yeah. Very funny. And so is Gal, as it turns out. What Super you, funny, what too. Did you do, apparently? Yeah, great, yeah. great comedy. Um, I have a question for all of you guys from at Lex Peza Fu. Um, <laughs> yes. What were the most memorable moments during filming for each of you? Lucy, I'm going to start with you. I know. Uh, <laughs> um, really nice one. My last day of filming was Trafalgar Square. We were filming in Trafalgar Square in London. And being from England, I was really aware of the honor of that. Because in London, I think you can only do location filming on Sundays um, because it's so busy. So, and we, had, um, we got there about 3.30 in the morning to rehearse. Um, and Trafalgar Square was cut off around us, which just never happens. And the beauty of it was amazing. Um, and I, I just, I had the most amazing day. I will say, I don't know if this is going to sound so out there now, but at lunchtime, I got a text <laughs> to say my grandma had passed away that morning, and she was 101. Um, And I took myself off and I cried and I just told my makeup artist because my face was bad, but I was like, I have to get on now with the day, so don't tell anyone. And um, after that, I went back on set with Gal and she and I walked through the, the crowd doing the scene. Um, and whatever you might think of this, I said to myself, are you aware of me yet, Nan? Um, and we'd had gray drizzle, and clouds all day and as I said it this light <laughs> came down from the sky and landed on Gal and I and we had to stop filming and um, Patty said that she's got the the take for me to keep so uh, that was my little story so it was very magical to me and we were filming Armistice Day and my grandma had never met her father until she was four because he was fighting in World War One, and she met him on Armistice Day 
That was my. And can I can I mind. add to that? This was it was a hundred percent overcast. We're shooting in Trafalgar Square, and it's no joke. And it's funny because Gal and I were just telling this story to somebody else. Just Gal and I were telling the story, and we were like. Literally, it was so weird because it wasn't the sun didn't come out. A ray of light came out on the two of you to the extent that me and the DP and everybody went out of the tent and was like, what? What is up? And then we were like, cut. I don't know what that is. That was super weird. Anyway, go again. And you didn't tell me until the end of the day. And you were like, and you said it in the context of, and I felt like the sun, I was like, Lucy, no, you didn't feel like hundreds of people were like, what the hell? Like, it was not subtle. Like, I couldn't believe the story. It was crazy. Anyway, memorable. Yeah. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Connie, what about you? I'm struggling here because every day, honestly, every day was so special. I think... When we got to Italy, and we're all like on this beach, and we're doing that first battle scene, and we're starting to see it all come together, all those months of work, of training, and, and all of a sudden, all the choreographies are coming together. We've got all of this special stunts, uh, cameras, all of that is getting ready, and seeing everyone doing what I had only some, sort of had like a loose idea of what it was it was going to look like and seeing it all come together and i think that was a moment when i was like i have never seen anything like this in my entire career right. and i haven't and we still <laughs> you know it's still unique uh, for that reason so I do, I do think that that and then walking up from the hill up from the beach and then seeing all the guys with all the kids at the playground oh. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so cute. Patty, I don't even know if you can pick if you have. I, I really honestly can't, and I'm not just saying it. Like, I, I really, there are so many, and the only thing I can say is, is, is just, I mean, I think it's just shooting is hard. Shooting is hard, and everybody is trying so hard to do things, and it's the, it's the, it, it was the hardest ones like the beach battle, you know, or like that Trafalgar Square, or, or the gal in the winter in the cold and her suit, and I'm in a snowsuit. It's like the, you know, it was the hardest things that everybody's so committed to, to the extent that it so came alive on screen, to the, to that, that months later I can even forget how it was to right. film, because it was just so coming together. But I, yeah, I can't pick one. We have time to show another clip, right? Yes, let's show them. Steve, why are we hiding? Shh, come on, come on. Captain Trevor, I believe you have something that is the property of General Ludendorff. Ah, it's the uh, bad guy convention. Give us Dr. Maru's notebook. Where'd I put that thing? Stand back. Or maybe not. Ha! 
Is there anything else you want to show me? It's one of my favorite favorite yeah. scenes from the whole movie. It's amazing. And I, I know you talked earlier about, about Superman being a big influence in you, and I sort of feel that original oh, Superman big, feeling. In good, I'm glad. I mean, it was definitely, this was a straight-up homage from, from her coming out through the revolving door to this scene was something that I really, really, really wanted to get in there. And yeah, I, I, I loved getting to do it. Well, so what was it like on that day? Because that was really, like, it's a turning point in the movie because it's when he realizes that she is, you know, much more than he was expecting. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, it was, it was really fun. Doing that scene was super fun because you're, because it's just full of the right kind of tension releasing humor and, you know, great stunts and great stunt people and like uh, it just it was just a lot of fun you know to do uh but nothing we laugh there's there's even a lot of pictures of all of us laughing really hard doing that scene because the, the shots i mean the behind the scenes i i don't know if it's even in our blooper reel but of uh, both both gal going through frame after the camera would cut and so she'd be doing her things and then she'd walk through just be like, <laughs> like losing her energy and then Chris like all of his faces and expressions as she's doing it it was just super funny I'm sort of curious for this for all of you guys has there been any reactions from fans or things that people particularly took to that surprised you when the film came out this, this didn't surprise me but here's one that I have the women crying at the beach battle I never saw that coming I knew that it was and it's funny because of course I understand and of course I was I wanted it to be everything it would be but I never realized it would be so revelatory because you're also just doing the right thing for the story so you're so focused on that so so many women saying that to me I was like whoa I never expected that it would be some odd some release they didn't see coming uh i don't know that that was a big one for me oh, I, I went to a lot of screenings where there's full-on emo weeping yeah. through a lot of the movie yeah but i think one of the things that i think that i shared with you also on twitter was that so there was there was a woman who had written that 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 when she that she for the first time thought that she knew what it was like to be a guy because you know she never she she never understood just how confident that you can feel once you feel physically strong and that she had felt for the first time that kind of owning that confidence because it wasn't any longer something weird that you were physically strong it was something that was awesome yeah. you know and and but that that was something we were allowed to own as women as well and i think that that was a very beautiful comment too a friend of mine texted me <clears throat> and sent me photos of the screening. Or that he went to the cinema to see it, um, and at the end of it, people applauded, and a woman stood up and proposed to her girlfriend, and said yes. And so, and then he'd got pictures of them walking away arm in arm. Oh, that was lovely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some people always ask me this at, at my job. I had a lot of friends call me and be like, how old does my kid have to be to go see Wonder Woman? I'm sure this is a question probably all of you guys heard too. What is the answer to that? That is what I want to know. Every parent has to choose for themselves. I used my poor son Asa as the barometer, who is eight years old, was seven years old while we were making it. And I, 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 was, I, was, I showed it to my husband first. And he even flagged, he was like, there's only one shot that I don't feel 
comfortable. And then, um, and, the, I, I, and I didn't care about that shot, so I ended up changing that shot. And then when I showed it to Asa, I actually sat and watched Asa. And Asa is, you know, he's a good viewer. And he was completely comfortable watching it the whole time. And then the end was super positive. And I even asked him, I said, is there anything that you felt weird about? And he was like, what? No. And then I said, okay, cool. So I know seven is what I feel comfortable with for my family. I don't know for other people. But I've heard of really young kids going. The good news is that I don't think that there's anything truly that terribly shocking. Hopefully, hopefully it just goes over their head. But I think it gets a little loud and crazy for kids of a certain age. And that's really where there seem to be the biggest sensitivities. Yeah, what do you guys think? I think that there was once a, a I remember when, when Gladiator came out, I was like, I didn't know if I could let my son come in and see it because he was 11 and it was, I, I, I think it wasn't PG-30, I can't remember what it was, it was, yeah, it was R, right? And, and I said, I don't know, what do you think? Uh, you know, it was one of the, the kids' dads at, at school and he said, you know, I took my, even my younger kids to see Gladiator because if there is a strong moral code, then everything makes sense in there. And it, that's what it is for kids. It's if it makes sense, whatever happens, then that's, and, and that you're going, uh, you know, along this code, moral code, then, then they're fine with it. And that's kind of what I yeah. think is, is why this film is not going to upset kids uh, in, the, in, 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 in any particular way. I think there's only one moment, and that is uh, when I looked over at my son, which was when the, 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 uh, the Dr. Poison, yeah. uh, that she loses the mask. That was like the only thing where I kind of said, are you okay? And he was like. <laughs> Um, do you, are we going to the audience? I'm sorry, sorry, no, Lucy, I want to hear what you were going to I don't have children. I don't have So I probably take them in at three. Three is a good age. Yeah. You're fine. Well, I, don't, I mean, you guys didn't probably get to go to the movie theater as much as I went a couple of times, and each time there were, there were a lot of little girls like this one dressed up, a lot of little boys, and it was actually, like, part of the whole, like, women crying in the movie theater experience. Thank you. Thank you for making this movie. It was a great experience for me to watch it. And what is it like to direct one of the most successful, the most successful women's superhero movie ever? Thank you. That's a great question. I, uh, it, it's, it's incredible. It's honestly an incredible honor. It's an incredible, and particularly because I remember so clearly being just like you and just like you, wanting to be Wonder Woman and loving Wonder Woman, and like, and now to be here today and have had a chance to make this movie and, and to have someone like you see it is pretty awesome. It's pretty incredible. Good question. Thank you for coming and dressing up like that, by the way. You look great. I, I'm a jeweler. I've been a jeweler for eight years. I study all cultures, Irish, uh, Egyptian, and I always want to be a part of Marvel with like helping in the process of with the costume. So how would a person like me that is not big reach out to people like you to try to make it happen with, the, with that? Because I love her bracelets. Oh, that's awesome. But and I think and, I could take it there. And it's a super cool job, actually. Like, it's so fascinating how people do it. I, I think that, you know, I don't know the exact best thing, but what I would do is honestly look in all of your favorite movies, pick the people who did it, and start writing them letters and ask to be an intern underneath them. I, I, I started out as an unpaid assistant on film 
because that's the only way I was going to get let in the door was that there was a camera person who said, fine, you want to work for free, I'll train you. And that's how I got, because I didn't have any connections into the industry either. And I worked for free for maybe six months or something. And then I started getting paid and then one thing led to another. But just look and figure out who those people are and start writing them and saying, I'll work for you for free. My assistant who's here tonight, that's how he started working with me. He was like, I, I want to work for you and I'll, and I'll work for free. And eight years later, we're still together working together. So it's for free. <laughs> what? <laughs> Listen, come on, man. The, he offered. <laughs> okay, do. I mean, it's, but for real, go for it. And, and also that is exactly how, how, you know, just getting to be an intern really is the way to do it. Hello, uh, I want to first reiterate that I think Lucy is one of the funniest women on the planet. Right. That's my very good friend who so, I did not pay. So are you. <laughs> I am one of the funniest women on the planet, you're right. Um, but my question's for Patty. Uh, I don't know if you had any arguments with the studio on the elements of the film, but if you did, what was your most important victory? You know, there is, there's, there's 70,000 minuscule arguments about everything all the time. I think that, and, and I felt like I got supported and, and as much conversation as we ended up having, I, I got to, you know, to really guide this ship as director. I think that one that was not, it's not that it was fought particularly, but one that I felt very specifically strongly about was that I feel like there's a tendency doing female heroes to make them uh, too strong and lesser than how you would treat a, any universal lead character. Like a universal lead character needs to have every dimension. And so I think that there was, there, there was, it's not that I was being fought on it, but that was the thing that I was the most passionate about is that she has to be everything. I'm not worried about how strong she is. She's Wonder Woman. And so she also needs to be able to laugh and, and have every other dimension too. So I think keeping the what, the roundness that one would give to any major superhero of like complexity was the was the thing that I was the most uh, paranoid about, you know? We were wondering if when, right before the no man's land scene, when Diana takes down her hair, if that was an homage to Hippolyta who wears her hair down when she fights. That's so awesome. It, it's, it's an homage to a lot of different things, but I do think it was part of like, of how you, she goes into battle and, and then the, 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 the headband being Antiope's and what it is to go into battle. Yes, she wouldn't have a bun. And so I think, yes, it was, it's an homage to all of her culture and, and Linda Carter as well. The, the, the camera move was very much like, I knew we couldn't do the spin. But I like blocked it so that it was her turning around and then she turns around. And so it was like our little way of trying to pay tribute to everything in that moment. Hi, Patty. Um, I'm actually wearing the shirt from the Comic-Con signing. I and know. Yeah, I like. I love that shirt. I, I do too. Um, yeah. I'm a, little, I'm a little emotional because I just, I love the film so much. Like, you should have an Oscar. Like, honestly. It's amazing. Thank you. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on inclusivity because I found the film to be really inclusive. Like there were Sikh soldiers walking with everyone else and all of the supporting characters touched on socio-political topics like body image, 
uh, racism, genocide, and PTSD. So just sort of your, obviously your thoughts on inclusivity, but your approach to actually including all of those elements in too, because it is a story about Wonder Woman, but all of the supporting characters got to tell their own stories as opposed to just sort of them being there as props to like represent issues, but not like not done in a really um, like developed purposeful way. Thank you so much. And can I tell you, I think that's one of the things I'm the most appreciative about when I talk about this, the, the audiences talking about what we cared about. Because we were trying to do something a tiny bit complicated for what, what could happen. And I, I, I was sort of thinking like the most interesting thing is here's a, here's a God coming to walk through the world. So we, it actually wasn't even that big of a struggle to make it diverse because she, see, she needs to see mankind. You know, she needs to see how everybody's being treated. But the slightly dangerous thing that we were doing was I felt like it was something that I had done a little bit in Monster where it's like, oh, look at the cliche. Oh, look, he's a thief. Look at this guy. Oh, look at him. He's a, and so I was trying to use cliche and, and, and the racism that you see of like, oh, okay, you're trying to belittle who that person is, but then it became, the whole point was the journey through, like, he's not a con man. He, he has no choice to be anything else. He's an actor, you know? And so that, that was actually a, a, a part of it that I loved, was being like, come into this incredibly different time where there were all these different challenges. We have plenty of challenges today, obviously, too. But like, having a god see how everything is being, described and, ha and had that they, she's not allowed in a room and he's not, you know, being respected and he's being called something that he's not. And like, I thought that was such a great thing because of course you need people to help you through the battlefield, but then getting to also have those characters help her story and like her point of view about the world was something that I loved and I've loved that people have embraced it. So yeah, I mean, Listen, it's funny. It's like this is the world. It's it, this is the world we live in. It's more surprising that it's taken so long for it to be reflected back that way, you know. But but I really appreciate the observation about it. I'm I'm not gonna cry. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just want to say thank you. And also, I wanted to um, thank Jeff Johns who helped out. And I wanted to know what is your relationship with him with how you collaborated because he's an amazing guy and I would love to meet him since I'm trying to become a comic book writer too and he's a writer too so yeah thank you so much like for 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 speaking up and saying something I know I mean really and like and your beautiful words like sincerely I, I'm always so blown away like to that we've done something that we cared about that much and then to see it reflected back is like mind-blowing it's why I do this um yeah, as far as Jeff Johns goes, I can't say enough good things. From many, many years ago, when I had talked to Warner Brothers about uh, Wonder Woman periodically, you know, here and there, uh, Jeff was in, of the meetings, in one of the meetings quite a while ago, and he was a much more junior guy. And I remember our eyes met at the end of my pitch, what, you know, at that time, and he was like, Wonder Superman, and, and I was like, and he and I have been super great supporters of each other, collaborators, co-writers ever since. And like he's one of my favorite people. And um, 
a great artist and like really the, his heart and soul are so carrying the spirit of DC forward in a way that I absolutely love. And so, yeah, we're working together right now and throughout the whole process is Jeff and I, Jeff and I, Jeff and I would talk about all kinds of things. So yeah, you're, you've, you've picked a great person to look up to and great luck. I hope co come and write comic books. Go and, do it. And don't lose hope, man. Don't lose that, hope. That's the last thing to go. I've right? lost hope. I, I, I teeter on the brink of losing hope, too. And that's why I'm so excited that there is a, a Wonder Woman that helps us tell a story about oh, how are we going to turn all this around. You know? How are we going to turn it around? I believe in love, too. It's our, it's our only hope. Due to the current... Um, social political climate um, there's obviously going to be trolls coming at you um, and I wanted to ask the three of you have you experienced that when the movie got released I, I mean I don't I personally I don't look myself up um, I don't s search for things um, certainly nothing that might be written about me I think a lesson that I have is if you just focus on things that you want and get really excited about it and know that you can have it, it's not a question, you can, and, but just don't focus on the things you think are going to prevent it. And when you do that, I can't tell you how swiftly it will, it will come in. Um, so in terms of, of people writing negative things, it's so fine, you know, ev everyone just has different opinions and it's, it's really okay. And, and I, I, if I sit here and worry about that, I will never do another day's acting in my life. Um, so just like think about what you want, get really happy about it and excited for it to come to you because it will. I have to say that I was a little worried too because we were unapologetically feminist but in this really inclusive way that we felt that you know guys are really going to support this film as well and uh, I was thinking that we were going to get a little bit of wind for it but um, I have only seen so much love um, and I'm I just only barely even started having any social media accounts at all. I cannot believe just how much love we've seen. So I hope that that also makes you know that there's just your, like you are part of making a whole lot of love uh, for something like this. Yeah, and certainly there's, there's going to be always everything. And the only thing I can say, and again, I think it comes down to being surprised how people have sort of gotten what we're trying to say is like, Wonder Woman's pro-mankind, you know? Like she's pro-mankind becoming better and, and good enough that we can save ourselves. And so, you know, hopefully everybody will be able to see that. It's not, I'm not we're not against anybody or anything. And, and I think you, you can only control it from there. Like we're trying to tell a message of how all of us save ourselves through a different kind of heroics of love and thoughtfulness and thinking and not wanting to fight. And so, yeah, I, tr I try to just focus on the good. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, thank you. In the 1970s, when you have Linda Carter, I was a little girl, and I would copy it, and I would sign like this. However, today, because of this film, we have changed it. Wow! So, so this little deaf girls are signing now Wonder Woman. Wow! And when I grew so up, we were doing 
been multiple times. So, that's so thank cool. you. That's thank awesome. You. Thank you. That is amazing. That's so cool. That's, thank you. That's that awesome. Is fantastic. Thank you so much. And thank you to everybody. You know, the movie is going to be on iTunes on August 29th. There's a ton of exclusive extras, including talking with uh, Gal Gadot and with Patty some more. So make sure you guys check that out. And thank we're you We're so taking much. a picture with all of you in the background. Yes. with all of you guys. Come on in, Lucy. Oh, this way. All right. Where is it? Lucy, Lucy where are you? There. Yeah. Let's have Thank another round of applause for everybody up here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all so much for your support. I'm not joking. I'm totally, thank you. You guys have made this what it is. So thank you all so much.